Hey everyone, I'm Sambal Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Hello. Hey. Happy Friday. Long week. Long week. <laughs> totally. Totally. I'm very tired. Uh, I had maybe seven, eight people say, wow, you look really tired. Wow. You should wear makeup on under your eyes. Like on and on. I was like, some people were my mom, but you know. <laughs> all the people were your mom <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. you know that I use like a um a, a concealer an under eye concealer that's literally called industrial strength <laughs> I found it in the 2019 campaign I've been using it ever since but it's um yeah it's by benefit it's called industrial strength it does the job I highly okay. recommend it okay I am going to order that because... you can get that Sephora <laughs> industrial strength I had something and then like I, I just like lost it and then I was like you know what metaphor for my life you know I'm just not gonna I'm just gonna not do I it I know but you gotta keep your mom off your back I know she's <laughs> relentless that one <laughs> I know right I love her um, I, I love, love you Nazarene I love you yeah we love her um uh, so another thing I'm excited about and I you know how excited I, I am about this is that Black Panther 2 is filming this weekend. I know how much we both love this movie. And remember, we were talking about this last week and we we're like, what's the movie? Who's going to be in it? I had no idea. I didn't even know they were making another Black Panther. I didn't know. I knew they were, but I was, I was like, wow, they're filming here. Like what? So I am trying to figure out how I get close to whoever is filming. And I'm trying to figure out if my, my a friend, I, that's a loose word, but a, you know, person I know from college, we're friendly, we're friendly. We text here and there, we Instagram here and there. Her boyfriend who I've met, oh no, I'm sorry, her ex, oop, they just broke up. Um, the guy who played, um, who, what was that the character's name? I'm blanking. You know who I'm talking about, right? I do know who you're talking about. The one that they go on like the long trek to get to their like kingdom. He's so handsome. Um, and then he finally joins the fight. I can't no, remember. he's like, he's like kind of like his enemy. Oh, yeah. Winston Duke. M'Baku. M'Baku. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Winston Duke. So Winston Duke. I've met Winston Duke before. Um, when he was filming a movie here in a few years ago, it was with Mark, Mark Wahlberg or something pre-pandemic um he's so nice and tall anyway if he's coming I want to kind of DM and be like I don't know if you remember me (laughs) (laughs) come visit city hall that's my whole thing like come visit come visit city hall well let us know if you're successful I mean I feel like like the last time you've had a celeb sighting you did not text me so I will try I will do my best okay Okay, thanks (laughs) for trying Oh, yeah, that's going on this weekend. So definitely um, stuff's going to be impacted, but it's mostly overnight, right? It seemed like it was going to be a, a lot of nighttime filming. It is, it is. So, you know, I'm going to camp out tonight. You just better put on <laughs> that industrial strength concealer, get yourself over to MIT in the middle of the night. It's my big break, like literally my big break. So <laughs> I'm going to put you right in the film. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we'll start with some COVID updates, everyone, and then we'll move on to some of the events that we had this week, and then we'll wrap it up. 
Um, okay, yeah, so for we've got some trends happening. For the week ending of Saturday, August 14th, there were 98 new confirmed cases, which translates to 11.8 uh, confirmed cases per 100,000 residents. From August 1st to the 14th, which is the most recent available data from the Department of um, Public Health, the test positivity rate was 0.75% out of uh, about 25,000 tests of Cambridge residents. It's the lowest rate among the Middlesex County communities. Uh, and we're really excited that the Cambridge has had the highest rate of testing in the Commonwealth for this two week period. We just added a third day of testing, um, which is great because I mean, the testing um, demand has been out of control. And my sister-in-law and brother, my sister and brother-in-law are here with their daughter so cute from Canada. And they were just talking about how they have to get tests before they go back on the plane. And um, it's like $250 per test. Mm -hmm. So um, I, you know, I, I think we're incredibly fortunate to be in Cambridge to have the resources where we can do three days uh, a week of testing, but it doesn't even seem like that's enough with the Delta variant. So I know we've been talking about adding another day of testing, especially in I think you were saying you were trying to get one in North Cambridge because yeah, we're, we're working on one and we don't have, you know, the details I can't share prematurely, but you know, before Labor Day for sure. And so that's what I'll know. And that's what, you know, we know. And so definitely I think we need more testing sites and um, yeah, we're just telling, I'm just posted. We're getting a lot of emails around that. Um, so I wish we had seven day, but I think there's some issues related to staffing and other things that, um, are coming up. So we'll see, but it's going to happen. Great. So it seems like, you know, the city and the public health department are really looking at those case trends. And I know that you've been probably talking with Anna over at the public health department probably daily <laughs> to try to monitor those cases in, uh, Cambridge and the Commonwealth. And, um, you know, we're really trying to respond to, the continuing public health crisis. I just, I, I just can't believe that we're still here. I know it sounds so crazy to say that out loud, but like I just sat down to order my, um, my kids their back to school masks, and I just, if you had asked me last year, uh, if I would do, be doing this again this year, I just, I, I just wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just everyone, I stay safe, stay um, healthy. Uh, get vaccinated if you if you haven't been vaccinated uh, what are our vaccination stats looking like so as of august 14th 75 percent of cambridge residents have received at least one dose of vaccine and 68 percent of, of residents were fully vaccinated um and so you know that's that's where we're at we had a vaccine clinic on august 14th during the annual port pride celebration I'm actually not sure how many were vaccinated, but um, I think, you know, as we go back to school, as things, you know, as with the variant, you know, we're now uh, hearing more about getting booster shots. And I know someone who just got their booster shot. Um, Somebody who's you know compromised. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So people have been able to go to Walgreens, CVS to do that pretty easily. So let us know if you're all have anyone's having issues, we can try to help um, uh, with that, but definitely get your booster shots. And now they're recommending, I think something else came out about, was that yesterday? I don't, the days were, but for, you know, non-immuno, immuno. Yeah, I think they just changed the guidance uh, again yesterday that um, they, they want everybody to get 
a, a booster shot. You know, it's been interesting to watch the sort of the, you know, the worldwide news around booster shots and vaccine equity and the fact that like here in the United States, we, you know, we can't get enough people to get vaccinated yet we're, we're telling people to get a booster shot where lots of people in the world have not even had one dose yet. So yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, um, I, I think hopefully we can in Cambridge overall get our rates, you know, higher. Um, I'm hoping that there'll be some more clinics, um, at, you know, especially at school and to, and so forth. And, um, so we'll, we'll keep you updated. I think another thing that we've been reached out about is, you know, mask mandates. And, you know, I've been telling everyone, you know, definitely wear a mask uh, indoors and in public if they're, you know, if you're anywhere. Starting Monday in the city, city buildings, you're going to be required to wear a mask. On August 4th, the schools already voted for universal masking, you know, up until, you know, January 2020. Two and we just heard today the the governor announced um, masking as well. Um, there's some like specifics that are a little bit different from you know what we voted here in Cambridge, but finally they, they did that. Uh, and and I think a next step for the city here, and I've been talking to folks about this all few weeks long, is the you know next step of the indoor mask mandate you know, in, in Cambridge particularly and when that will come. So I think it's coming. It is going to come. I just, the timeline, I'm, I'm less, um, the dates keep changing. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that, um, Mayor Janey in Boston imposed a, an indoor mask mandate that news came today. Somerville voted, I think on Tuesday, uh, of course, Belmont and Lexington have already, uh, institute, instituted indoor mask mandates. So, um, but yeah, I think our announcement will hopefully happen next week. Okay. Uh, I, the the Boston one is effective the 27th. And so I think hopefully, and, it, and if just for so folks know, the council is not in session right now. And so a lot of this work is, you know, it's between the city manager, the public health um, officials, and, you know, I, I'm involved as well. Um, but we we don't meet as a council on, until um, the 13th. We do have policy orders that were put in in, I think, June, our last meeting. No, wait, August. Was it the third or? Yeah, it was the August 2nd meeting yep. around like vaccines and, and so forth. So it's going to happen. I, I, I want it. If it was just up to, I think, me and you, it'd be happening <laughs> a few weeks ago. But um there's some we're waiting uh for this week hopefully to have some more news on that yeah and just about the um the mass mandate for schools that governor baker just announced it says that the proposed order won't allow schools to lift the mandate until 80 percent of students and staff are vaccinated so it's more of a um the metric is around um the percentage of students and staff vaccinated rather than like the length of time, right? Like I think ours was to January and then reassess. So, you know, I, again, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't say how much I'm disappointed in Charlie Baker's leadership that he just made 351 cities and towns across the Commonwealth. Individual school boards and school committees fight with their communities around whether or not to wear a mask. And now, yeah. now that, you know, lots of people, it's coming down to the wire. I mean, I think most schools start 
you know, right after Labor Day, that's two weeks from now. And now he's coming forward with something. I mean, it's just so frustrating. It's, just so typical. it's typical. It's very um, so we, so those are sort of our COVID updates. We'll keep you posted next week um, of what else is new. Of course, you can always follow us both on social media and our newsletters, and we kind of keep everybody up to date that way as well. Um, but we did have a couple of events this week that we saw each other at. I think we saw each other this week more than we have in a long time. <laughs> um, on Wednesday, I, we got to go over to Boston City Hall, the other city hall. We crossed the river um, to celebrate <laughs> uh, and go to a press conference that Councillor Lydia Edwards had put on um, around the Cambridge and Boston Tourism Destination Marketing District that was proposed uh, for our two cities. Uh, it's really exciting. This is something that um, we as a council voted on in June to move forward. It's an assessment, uh, it's, more, it's a surcharge, a one and a half percent surcharge on a hotel rental in both cities. Uh, and just for context, it depends on where you stay and how long you would stay, but they estimate that that would add around between $4 and uh, $300 to a hotel bill. But then that money would be used, um, you know, they're thinking about, they're thinking it's probably gonna be over a ton, $10 million annually. Um, that money will be set aside to, um, for sales and marketing and promotion of the Boston Cambridge uh, area as a destination for tourists and also for those meetings and conferences. As we know, you know, the, <laughs> the hospitality industry has been one of the hardest hit uh, uh, industries in in the United States from the COVID-19 pandemic and it's going to take a really really a concerted effort to get people back here um, and choosing Cambridge and and Boston for their destination for their vacations but also for those big conferences which is where you know a lot of our hotels a lot of our restaurants a lot of our hospitality industry makes a majority of their their money every year and some huge percentage of Massachusetts residents actually work in the hospitality industry I think I read somewhere it was one out of ten um of course I couldn't find the stats while I was preparing for this podcast but I, it's some really large percentage so mm -hmm. uh, you know this is something that Robin Culberson at the hotel uh, the Cambridge Office of Tourism has been working on for a long time and she negotiated actually that 3.3% would actually be set aside just for the Cambridge Office of Tourism so that, you know, it wouldn't just be this sort of little aside thing and, um, you know, come to Boston, come to Boston, but then also maybe go to Cambridge. Um, you know, this is something that we've been talking about for a long time, making sure that uh, we are being competitive out in the market. You know, we're, we're competing against cities like San Francisco, Philadelphia, San Diego, uh, Austin, Texas, these are folks that are out there doing these like really incredible marketing pushes to get people to come here, to come to their locations. And, you know, this will make Boston and Cambridge really competitive. And I think, you know, as we, it, we really need a strong return of the hospitality sector. It's the key to our economic recovery. So this we really saw as an opportunity to reinvest in our hotels uh, and safeguard that entire tourism industry, including retail, restaurants, uh, attractions and then those taxes that they collect to support Cambridge you know our hotel motel tax uh, and our restaurant tax have been just decimated uh, this year and it makes a difference so this is something that was the you know the hotel industry was like wildly behind you had to have I think 62 percent of hotels that have above 50 rooms to sign on to this and you know both Boston and Cambridge had closer to 70 percent so this is something they're really excited about. And um, it's, it was a really, it was so nice to be together and be celebrating something um, together with our, our sisters. Yeah. And 
yeah, it was nice to be there, and it was it was, it was all it was like a press conference, and we indoors, we spoke really briefly, and we were in and out, and then uh, we went back to Cambridge. It was, it was just like wow, <laughs> I I had never I think I've been in that building maybe once or twice. I know we were talking about they have a, like a cute cafe, like a, a, yeah. a, a you know an immigrant-owned cafe, and the and we're like, how do we get one of these for City Hall from Cambridge City Hall? And we're like, where would it go? And yeah, we were. <laughs> that was funny. We should take more trips. Um, we totally should. Good. So yesterday we also saw each other at a um, at the mall um, because there was a grand opening of Empowered, uh, and Empowered is a pop-up store that highlights minority and women-owned businesses across the region. The store will be filled with stories that create an interactive space to reflect diversity, equity, and spotlight uh, businesses who wish to uh, be in the space. This was really created and by uh, Chris Hope, uh, who's the ED of the Loop Bell Lab as well, and also has this consulting company with his um, partner and he had reached out to me way back and we had talked just about what could be done to support minority owned businesses. Um, and he had this idea. And after that, um, Cambridge side and biomed realty and, um, Cambridge trust and Google all have just stepped up and helped, um, him provide this opportunity for others. And so it was, it was great to be there. It sounded like you were saying that there's going to be 120 different um, minority women-owned businesses that are going to, going to be 12, 12. <laughs> I was like, that's so many. <laughs> okay, 12. That sounds like more, <laughs> more reasonable. <laughs> well, there was a, um, a very, like an adorable couple in there um, with a company called The Planet Cards. So they'll be there uh, for a little while. They do Pokemon and sports trading cards. And I was very excited because I have an, I have like a ton of Pokemon cards at my house and I was talking to them and some of them might be worth a lot of money. So um, I'm going to head over there with my binder full of Pokemon cards now that <laughs> neither of my kids play with them anymore and see if any of them are worth any money. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll do that too. I think I have, remember Pogs? I still have all my Pogs. Oh God. I do not remember Pogs because you know that I'm ancient, but, um, <laughs> but they were saying that like, they, one of them was like $5,000. What? Yes. It, yeah. I feel like they called these Pokemon, the rare cards, right? The, the rare cards. I remember in middle school, like, Oh, do you have a rare? It was, we all traded Pokemon. Oh, I hated it, but okay. I used to loved it. Well, listen, we're going to go over there and see if we have $5,000 cards and then we're just going to like blow it on something. <laughs> we're just going to go wild. All right. <laughs> yeah. There's soap girl is going to be there too. Oh, I liked, um, oh, that's the, yeah. the woman we met last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be good. Yesterday I got there at like five. Cause that's when I thought the event was. It was. Okay. Yeah. But they were, but everything was getting started kind of late at five 30. So I was like, how do I fit in stuff? <laughs> And you had texted and I was too busy because I was getting my eyebrows started at the place right next door. It's hmm? so funny that you say that because as I was walking up and I saw the eyebrow threading place, I was like, oh, Sambal should take advantage of this because she's always complaining about it. she doesn't have time to get her eyebrows done. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I got them done and I feel so much better. Oh my. 
<laughs> but, but then like, you know, obviously the woman is South Asian and we're talking and I, you know, start, start speaking Hindi. It's going well, you know, and then she, oh, she is like, oh, you know, I have a situation with unemployment benefits. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the, here's who you should call in Malden. <laughs> You're always on duty. Always on duty. Always on anywho, duty. Anywho, it was good to see you yesterday. We did miss each other at another event. Yes, although you narrowly missed mowing me down. Um, <laughs> I, I, we went to this event yesterday, this mural unveiling. Um, the Cambridge uh, Arts Center, the Community Arts Center had a mural unveiling on Cherry Street, which it's the Cherry Street lot, which um, you may or may not know about, but it's a, right on Cherry Street in the Port neighborhood. It is a piece of property that MIT is gifting to the city of Cambridge and has been in the process of gifting to the city of Cambridge for a long time. Um, and there is a community process of getting underway about what to do with the piece of property. But right now it's just nothing um, and it has a chain link fence around it. So uh, the Community Arts Center and their, their teens this summer concepted this idea um, of this bureau to beautify the area and and really show their and art showcase their art talents and they did an amazing job. I, I wasn't sure what to expect because um, there wasn't any pictures of it online before it happened and um, it's really cool. They use these um, colored kind of tape to go mm -hmm. in between the um, chain link fence to to form these beautiful patterns. And so I if you haven't been there um, and driven by, it's on the corner of um, Cherry Street and uh, not Pine. The next one. Oh, I'm totally blanking. It's the one that Mar the Margaret Fuller neighborhood house is on. Anyway, yeah, it's right behind like where the Bertucci's is uh, on Main Street. But definitely, definitely go check it out. Um, it's called Love Is Everywhere. And it really, there was like hearts, and it really was. It was happy, and um, like I said, the teens did a great job. And just a huge shout out to Erin um, over at the CAC, who is the brand new executive director, uh, who has just jumped in in the middle of COVID to take over this amazing uh, community organization, and Victoria, and also Stephanie from MIT uh, to organize that event. Um, and then also uh, we got to see Sarah Gallup from MIT, from the government yep. and community relations people and all the folks at Matimco who really put that together. It was, um, there was a waffle food truck and some music and it was just nice to be outside and celebrating these amazing young people. Um, but as I was leaving and Sambo was coming in, I was crossing the street to get to my car. <laughs> all of a sudden I saw Sambo's car careening around the corner. I saw the blue plate and I had to jump out of the way. Um, but oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I am, yeah, oops. It's I, mean, I was like, I'm going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like just in time, I think. But yeah, it was, um, it was really nice to be there. And the street is Washington, folks. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just totally, totally blanked. Um, so there are a couple of events this week. Um, we have two meetings. Uh, the first is, or the two city council meetings, I should say. The first is a joint committee hearing between the Neighborhood Long-Term Planning uh, and Arts Committee and the Housing Committee uh, on Tuesday from 1 to 3 p.m. And the topic is on uh, the elimination of single-family only zoning. As some of you podcast listeners or city council junkies uh, might remember there was a petition that was working its way through the planning board and the ordinance committee called the missing middle petition. It was really targeted towards 
uh, eliminating single family zoning, but also creating the dimensional requirements around it uh, to create uh, you know, multifamily housing. That ultimately uh, expired um, at the ordinance uh, committee hearing, and but there was a desire to kind of continue the conversation around what does eliminating single family only zoning look like, especially if you have those dimensional requirements in order to create multifamily housing across the city. So that is Tuesday um, from 1 to 3 p.m. And the other one is Wednesday. Yes, it's it got postponed, right? Yes, to this Wednesday. Yes. So it's the summer nights um, at Cambridge Crossing. Um, there'll be food trucks and all that stuff. Um, so that's, that's Thursday night. That, and that, that starts at 5 o'clock. No, um, it's Wednesday night. It's Thursday night. Oh. It's always they on have, a oh, oh, they have it wrong on the event, right? Oh, how I'll let somebody know. Yeah, it's always yeah. on... Uh, Thursday night, the 26th from five to 10. And the Wednesday night is our safe streets meeting. It's our next city council's uh, Zoom meeting just to discuss the recent um, episodes of gun violence and how the community um, is coming forward to think about ideas and brainstorm ideas to um, disrupt the cycle of violence and what the city of Cambridge needs to do with its nonprofit partners and community partners to uh, ensure that we're keeping our young people and our young adults safe. So that's Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Yes, and just to let folks know, because of the tropical storm Henry, uh, Masti DCR has informed us that this weekend's Riverbend Park closure is not going to happen. Oh, so it looks like it's going to rain, rain, rain. I think it's pronounced Henri. I believe it is a French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I just don't want you to embarrass yourself later when you're with Andre. Winston from um Oh my gosh. I'm embarrassed. I didn't see it right. I was like, what does it say? I thought it was a Y. Anyway, um, what else? The um the Senate Park renovation is gonna be starting very soon. Um Senate is one of our favorite parks. The work is going to include a renovation of the playground, the field area, the water play area, the walkways, the fencing, and the basketball courts. Um, unfortunately, during this time, access to the playgrounds, splash pads, basketball courts, and fields will be closed. Oh my God, uh, where are people going to go to drink their lamplighter beer on Saturdays and Sundays? I know. Um, like the hottest place to be is like to grab a four pack of lamplighter beer and drink it in the park out of cups so you don't get caught. Exactly. Um, the Sorry project- to put everybody on blast, but honestly, it's like- It's like, it's everywhere. It's the funnest looking thing in the world. I'm always passing the park. It's just crowded, crowded, crowded. It's so crowded. Um, I'm like, what? look at all these people living their life and having fun and not knocking on doors on Sundays. What's that like? What's up? What must that be like? Uh, uh, we don't know. This project is um, it's expected to be completed in the fall of 2022. Yikes. Gosh. Well, I do like, I mean, that playground has needed to be uh, renovated for a long time, for a long time. Um, the other thing we wanted to let you guys know about is Cambridge Works, the city's transitional jobs program, is accepting applications for the program cycle that begins in um, mid-September. Applicants, stop moving the thing around. <laughs> 
applicants must be between the ages of 18 and 35 without a college degree and need work experience in order to secure a full-time job. The program, which is offered by DHSP's Office of Workforce Development, provides a three-month pay, three paid internship, support from a case manager, weekly job readiness classes, and job placement assistance. Um, and thanks to you, the pay will increase from $15 an hour to $18 an hour um, this coming cycle. Yes, so that's good news. Right now it's currently 15. So we are we're upping it and hopefully we'll, it's a start. So hopefully we can up it um, so to, to more. Let's see. I think I think um, that's it. Well, one other thing. We do have has household hazardous waste collection day um, tomorrow. Uh, it's oh, going to be where? near my place. Uh, 65 Waverly Street. To enter, you have to go through Brookline Street. Um, it's from seven. It's from nine to one. Okay, I have to let. Uh, Bob Mellon, no, because I think the last time we had one of these, he went to the wrong place, and then now we just have paint cans, and we got to get rid of them. So tomorrow is the day, nine to one. Got nine it. To one. Nine to one. Nine to um, one. Okay. Well, that was our weekly podcast update. I hope you guys all feel super up and informed and in the know. Tell your friends um, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, or if you have any questions for us, you can always tweet at us. I'm at a M M A L L O N. And I'm at Mir Siddiqui, S I D D I Q U I. Just tweet at us, DM us, let us know what you're thinking. If you have TV recommendations or restaurant recommendations, please throw them at us. Let us know. Um, we'd let love to hear from you. So thanks for joining us. We have a great weekend. See you next week. <laughs>